The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... Featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures, highlighting their tips, tricks, and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, breaking into. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Breaking Into. I am your host, Dario Kristen, and here joining me is the beautiful Jessica King. Hello, hello. Our very special guest today is the go-to dentist in Hollywood. He has transformed the smiles of celebrities such as Tyra Banks to Nene Leakes to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Dr. Sam Saleh is with us today. How are you doing, Sam? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Good. You look very dapper, I must say. Thank you so much. I thought I'd wear a purple tie, and I didn't realize that it's going to fit into your set over here. So Actually, yeah, it works. It, it works work, very definitely. well. It did work, didn't it? <laughs> you got <Yeah>. the memo. <laughs> the, 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 sub, the sub mentions, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us. Now, I know you're from London, and um, you went to King's College in London. I did. That's where I went to dental school. Dental school. Now, at that time, did you know you wanted to have a future in working with celebrities in Hollywood growing up? Do you know, um, I I always knew that I was going to do something different with the career that I chose to go into. But at that early stage, I wasn't exactly sure where it was going to go to in terms of whether it was going to be, you know, celebrities or who it was going to be. I just knew that I was going to I was going to be in a niche market. Um, and a lot of it had to do with some of the work experience that I did before I chose to go into dentistry. So, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, to meet a, a, a magnificent dentist in London, and he had uh, a very interesting uh, group of patients. You know, uh, he was treating a lot of the British aristocracy and the royal family and things like that. And so I, I definitely I definitely realized that I wanted to um, be, you know, working with a, with a, with a special clientele. I, I, I didn't really know whether celebrities were the way that I was going to go. <laughs> so that being said, what exactly was it that brought you out to Hollywood? Well, um, as a child, my uh, my mother would always bring us out to Los Angeles because um, her family were here. Mm. So you know, we'd spend our summer holidays in in in, in sunny Los Angeles, and nice. I would love it. I really would. I would think, Ma, this is such a perfect place to live, and I'd love to live here one day. Um, and so, after I finished dental school. Um, in London, I worked for about three or four years and an opportunity presented itself for me to come to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I did was I said to myself, I'll go there for a year and I'll try it out and I'll probably want to come back. And then <laughs> a, year le- a year went on to two years and three years and a little over 10 years later, I'm still here. Yeah. You never looked back. I never looked back. Yeah. I never The did. city just kind of takes you in. It does, doesn't it? I mean, it's the ease of life, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Can't be the weather. You can't. You definitely can't. I mean, as a London I have to say, no matter how I think, if, even if I'll be here for 50 years, it'll always be new for me because having had that, you know, that upbringing in London where you always have gloomy weather, right. like yeah. literally 90% of the year is either cold or gloomy. And here it's, you know, it's the opposite. That's true. And then since you work with so many different celebrities, the word celebrity, is, it, it seems like it's kind of crossed now with there's a lot of Brits here and then a lot of the Americans have gone to London. Yeah. What is the difference to you of like kind of like the celebrity environment in the States versus in London? Um, 
Well, I have to say that when I was living in London, um, this was this was before the time of you know the, how important social media was and reality television, and yeah. um, I think that's kind of given birth to this really big word of celebrity. Yeah. Uh, Ten years ago in England, you know, the same people that were famous here were you know who people found famous in London. There really wasn't you know hundreds and hundreds like there are today. Right. So it was it was a similar concept. I have to say that celebrity maybe didn't have as big of a pull in London. You know, if you if you were offering services and, you know, Tyra Banks person, you know, someone of that caliber was to come in and, and want the services, you, you would find your typical Londoner would would care less. You know, that they don't you know, they'd say, you know, sit in the chair. You're just as important as, you know, Joe, Joe Bloggs, who, who came in here. Yeah. Um, but I think what's happened in the last 10 years with the advent of reality television and the fact that social media has really um, exploded and become such a huge phenomenon. It's given celebrities and it's created celebrities this enormous platform. So now, you know, they'll tell people, you know, what they're doing on a daily basis. So they'll they'll let them know who their dentist is. They'll let them know who their, you know, their hairdresser is or That's where true. they had lunch or, you know, what color their underwear is or whatever <laughs> it is. And so, and, and so now, because they have these, you know, humongous followings, like some of them have millions and millions yeah. of people checking into them. So now this is a very important platform mm -hmm. and so celebrity whether we like it or not has become an important commodity for any industry that you're in and anywhere in the world quite frankly because now these are your ambassadors right well tell us a little bit about what exactly it is that made you want to transform smiles and teeth like what fascinated you about <laughs> Dental hygiene. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I do a bit more than dental hygiene. Um, really, if you think about it, you know, the, the smile, you know, your face is quite an important part of your body, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, the first thing that, you know, anyone sees when they see you is, you know, they'll look into your eyes and the next, you know, area to be polite to look at would be the smile. Mm -hmm. So these are really, really important aspects of, of, of a person's, you know, bodily features if you were um, and if you if you look carefully and kind of are aware of people who are not happy with their smile or they have missing teeth or their teeth are not the right color or they're crooked you'll notice that their whole demeanor will change like if yeah. ma imagine me sitting here and i'm talking like this yeah. and, <laughs> how are you my name is sam you know i look like a different person i'm right. acting a different way you know and and I'm, I'm not being the best person that i can be can i am i i'm kind of being somewhat peculiar and abnormal mm -hmm. so to be able to take somebody out of that state and you know and literally transform them and transform their lives and give them the confidence back to act the way you know that they would want to and get the maximum out of their life i mean that's that's <laughs> really where the money is for me that's that's what gives me the satisfaction to do what i do right in your opinion, I mean, Hollywood is obviously about the look and, and who's the best looking a lot of times who gets certain roles. Yes. What do you, in your opinion, what's the overall importance of having the perfect smile as far as helping an actor get their ultimate job? Um, well, it, it all depends on, on the role, really. You know, you've got some... I've got I've I've done some actors who you know we've given them a really you know beautiful smile and they look fantastic and it really fits in with their features and you know and, and they might be taking a role as a pirate and you know <laughs> when, when they go into costume design they're going to have to slap on you know brown stuff on their teeth and things like that so it really it all depends on the role um, I think um, where where your where their smile is 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 really important is the way that I said it's 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 coming back and giving them back. The 
the confidence that they have within themselves. Because I think a lot of a lot that comes with acting and being in front of the camera is confidence. You know, confidence makes you look more attractive. I think that's、mm. something that we can all you know recognize now.、Um, that's what makes you know、um, somebody jump out at you. You could be you know the most good-looking man in the world, but if you sit in the corner and <laughs> you and you don't get up and interact, then you're not going to find yourself a girlfriend. You know,、that's、you're not going to get married, and, and and that's just the way it is. So、um, I think where it comes in with acting as well is that if they did have something you know that they personally found was holding them back, so if there was there was an issue with their teeth that was holding them back, and then you give them that, now they have confidence. Then basically they can do whatever they want and, and take whatever roles they want. Have you ever worked with anyone that? Didn't get the role or wasn't booking jobs because of their smile, particularly, or because of their teeth.、Um, I did actually. I've, I've had that on on, on many occasions.、Um, I have a lot of actors and actresses who do commercial work, and in particular, I remember there was this girl, very pretty, and、um, she would constantly go for、uh, auditions to do. Um, I think she wants to do Colgate and Budweiser and things like that. Apparently,、mm-hmm. those those jobs pay a lot of money,、mm-hmm. and you know. Really, really, very pretty girl,、um, great smile. But on her left side, she had about three teeth that just kind of—they weren't nice to put it nicely. <laughs> so everything else looked good, and she would tell me that she would always go to castings. As long as she and, and she would be like, "Hi, <laughs> my name." And obviously, you know the、uh, the people, the casting directors or whatever, they obviously you know caught onto it that she you know she couldn't get the role for these important positions、mm-hmm. where the smile was was key. So I do remember she came in, you know, we fixed those teeth, and she literally immediately booked this huge wow. Colgate wow. campaign, which、um, I think is I think it's still up there on billboards and things like that. So wow, she sent us,、awesome. yeah, she was she was really grateful. I hope you got a percentage of that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually. I didn't. <laughs> We mentioned earlier that you work with so many different people, and Tyra Banks was one of the names that that was mentioned.、Mm-hmm. And I know、uh, when she had her talk show, you were a commentator on the show. How did you go about getting that position for her show?、Um, well, actually, I knew、uh, Tyra as a patient before her show came out. So、um, you know, I was I was treating her for a while. And you know, I have to say, she's really, really quite lovely.、Yeah. Um, you know, out of all all the celebrities and and all the rest of it, everyone always asks me, you know, how is so and so, and how is so and so. But I can honestly, hand on my heart, say that you know, Tyra Banks is by far one of my favorite in terms of being just such a wonderful, grounded human being.、Um, and so she, you know, she she was great. She came to the office and. Um, one day, one of her、uh, producers contacted me and said that you know Tyra is actually doing a show, and she wants you to. Well, the show is about empowering women and changing their lives, and there will be women who have been set back in their lives、um, because of issues or problems that they've had with their teeth. And would you be willing to help these women and change their lives on the show? And you know, and here I am, Mister. I like to change people's lives, so <laughs> it was it was obviously perfect.、Uh, a perfect marriage. And so that's how that that's how that came about. That's awesome.、Mm. For the aspiring dentist out there who wants to follow your footsteps and work with celebrities, what do you suggest they do in order to build such an A-list clientele?、Um, well, you have to be good. You have to be good at what you do.、Um, you know, in in our line of work, it, 
you know, people are not going to come to you because you have an English accent. <laughs> or, you know, Although it helps. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think it helps. <laughs> but ultimately, they, they want to come to you because you're the best and you, yeah. can, you can give them what they want. So I, I, you know, I get this question quite a lot because um, I lecture at UCLA. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm seeing the students there and they're always asking me this question. And what I say is, you know, really thrive to be really good. Be the best. You know, if, you, if, you, if, you have, if you're passionate about any part of dentistry, whether it's cosmetic or any other part of dentistry that you want to go into really strive for perfection and be the best at it and when you do that then the rest will really all fall into place because Mm -hmm. those people and and you know and that life will come to you and then for aspiring dentists um you know a lot of times they don't know where to go to meet people like yourself who can give them key advice just like you said you go to different colleges and universities to speak to them what would you suggest to someone who is aspiring to to look at or go online to to find out more people like yourself who can help them and answer any questions that they may have? Um, Well, again, you know, I I alluded to this earlier. I think social media um, has really exploded. And, you know, in some ways, you know, it's it's probably intrusive of people's lives, but it does have a positive um, fact that comes into it as well because you can choose, you know, I have to say I have an Instagram account myself, a personal (laughs) one and also one for the office. And on this, you know, we share, you know, I share my day to day activities, whether it's, you know, what I'm doing with my family or what I'm doing, you know, extracurricular activities or what I'm doing at the office or, you know, coming here to meet you fine people. (laughs) So um, this is I think this is this is actually a great way. Um, for for people to find inspiration. I have to say, I even do it myself. You know, if I have time, I'll sometimes go on. And, you know, if, if, there's a, if there is a project that I'm, you know, doing, if there's something I'm doing in the house, for example, you know, I'll be like, well, I wonder what so-and-so did. And, you know, and you can, you, you know, today we, we, we do have that access to be able to get in and, and, and follow, you know, somebody else's footsteps. So I definitely feel that, you know, social media is, is one way of doing it. Um, you know, going and attending lectures is also another fantastic fantastic way of hearing somebody's story and hearing, you know, what they have to say about a specific aspect that they're interested in as well. And could you tell us a little bit more about Operation Smile? Yeah, so Operation Smile is a charitable association, which is basically, um, it's it's set up to help children who have cleft lip and palate. So this is a terrible congenital abnormality that children are born with. And it can, you know, if it's left unattended, it will lead to, you know, all kinds of issues and trials and tribulations into adult life. Um, but surgically, this can actually be treated at, a, at an early age. And um, the children will grow into fully functional adults with, who can basically use full full use of their mouth and lips very easily Um, and so this is an organization that goes into remote areas where you know these these surgical um, procedures are not readily available um, and they and they offer this to these children and therefore you know give back the you know the opportunity for these children to live a normal life wow that's amazing well you know there's a lot of celebrities out there who are actually known for their imperfect smiles like yes, yes. Michael Strahan <laughs> Julia Stiles <laughs> put up the cross <laughs> do you see a lot of patients who kind of pride themselves in the imperfect smile? I do I do and I have to say um you know, I'm. I have a very European philosophy on aesthetics. I don't subscribe to what I like to call plastic fantastic, which is what I found was was really prevalent in America. You know, five, six, ten years ago when I first when I first started practicing here, um, and I'm very happy to say that 
you know, the American public on the whole are kind of coming away from that. You know, people don't come in requesting veneers that look like, you know, they're chippings off of a toilet seat. <laughs> they, you know, they want it to be more natural. They want to see the translucencies. Um, and so this is, this is the, you know, this is the angle that, that I always feel is important that, you know, when somebody smiles, that smile has really got to be part of the face and it can never overpower the face because once it overpowers the face then everyone knows that you've had your teeth done in my opinion the worst compliment that anyone could give me after i've done their teeth is to say oh yeah everybody told me you know you know you got your teeth done didn't you and that to me means that everyone was able to notice that those teeth did not belong in your face Mm -hmm. so when it comes to imperfections um, I have to say that I am a fan. I feel that, you know, sometimes imperfections will work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I had a lady who was, you know, an important um, person from a very prominent family and um, wanted to improve her, her teeth and the color and all the rest of it. Pretty, you know, beautiful, beautiful woman, but didn't have a good nose at all. Like this nose was, you know, <laughs> very, <laughs> very, very off. And, you know, she wanted to do some things with her teeth, which if you just looked at her teeth by themselves, what she wanted, it would be great. Mm-hmm. But because she had, we were working with this, you know, this, <laughs> this, this nose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can I'll, tell by your I'll expression. Just, I'll just, How could you it, put it nicely? I'll just call it epic. She had an <laughs> epic nose. And so, you know, I had to basically convince her because of because of the fact that we're limited with, you know, with with what with what's going on. We really ought to introduce some imperfections in the teeth. Otherwise, you're going to have, you know, perfect smile and then boom, this nose is really going to pop out. Um, And so, yes, I mean, I I do think that, you know, things don't always have to be perfect Um, when it comes to spaces in particular. Um, I think when we're younger, we can pull off spaces much better than we can when we get older. Because right. as a younger person, it looks quirky, it's sexy, it's cool. Um, but sometimes when the age, you know, the, the face starts showing signs of age and, you know, the, you, we start seeing wrinkles and things are, you know, heading in a southward position, <laughs> the, the addition of having a space between the two can just make the, 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 the whole look look very tired. Yeah. And I would, I generally advise, you know, closing spaces and correcting that in uh, in my more mature patients. I love how he's so politically correct as well. <laughs> go a little south. little a little change in the face to get a little older. <laughs> um, with so much competition in this industry mm-hmm. and there's always ever-changing processes on how to improve teeth, what are some of the ways that you keep current and just uh, stay up to float on what's what's trending right now and what is the new thing that you need to use to help with uh, your with your industry? Oh, yes. Um, I mean, I would say that I attribute 80, 80% of my success to the fact that I stay abreast of technology. Um, today, as you said, we're, we're living, we're living in, a, in, a, in, a, in a society where technology is, is everything. You know, we, we have so much capabilities, even with our phones. You know, I have patients coming in, Googling, you know, everything they have and their diagnosis and exactly what materials I have to use, all because they've, you know, they have that power in their yeah. telephone right there. So as a physician, um, as a provider, you really ought to, you know, be able to stay ahead of the game, you know, to be able to keep up with the, you know, the, the demands that our patients have today. Um, and, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I'm proud to be a spokesman for is um, the uh, the Plan Mecca. We have we have this device in the office, um, which basically we're able to take the tooth. 
we scan the tooth digitally. So I don't know whether you've, you know, the last time you went to the dentist, if you ever needed to take an impression mm-hmm. of your, a mold of your mouth, yeah. and they put the gooey stuff in, and yeah. it kind of gets everywhere, and we get gagging, and nobody <laughs> likes it. So this is effectively, in today's, you know, if you today's you know digital dentistry or modern dentistry or or doctor who's you know staying abreast of what's going on that is really something that's becoming obsolete so today we're able to scan the tooth digitally so that's basically taking thousands of, of photos of the of the preparation of the tooth which will then come up on a screen and then from that screen we can actually design the restoration digitally so making the tooth you know changing the form making it exactly what we need to do and then we send that as a digital file to a mill which is in the office and then the mill will take a block of porcelain wow. and shave it down to the exact specifications that we put in and there you will have your restoration be it a crown a bridge porcelain veneer and then we're able to deliver that in the patient's mouth all on the same day and this only takes place in your office well we're we're one of the the first ones to basically have introduced this in beverly hills and as i said i'm actually a spokesperson for the company Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. I know those dental molds way too well. <laughs> me too. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> glad to they're hear bringing they're back memories that me. I don't want to remember. Yes, yes, Hours yes. later, I'd be at home. I'd still be picking out <laughs> the stuff bits of the goo yeah, and all the rest of it. So. Yeah, it's actually funny because I was in, I was just in Dallas this week and, um, I was, I was, um, I was at lunch with the engineers who came up with this technology. And um, it's amazing how, you know, they, they, they don't come from a dental background, mm-hmm. but they're just, you know, they, they have, you know, they, they, they were able to come up with this application. And they were initially using this technology that they had patented and come up with to apply it to the world of entertainment because they mm-hmm. were they were going to use scanners to, to, to be able to make, um, um, I think it's homes or whatever on uh, the miniature houses that they have to build into, you know, the screens mm-hmm. that they make into films and all that. And that didn't go so well in the entertainment business, so they got picked up in dental. So it's wow. interesting so to cool. see how, you know, the application goes, you know, started off with the entertainment industry and it ended in, in, in the world of dentistry. Yeah. Dentistry. Hmm. Well, these days there's so many crazy remedies for dental work and, and keeping your teeth clean and things like that. Mm-hmm. Things that you wouldn't even expect. Coconut oil, muddled strawberries. Mm. What are some of the craziest remedies that you've used or recommended to treat your parent, your patients? <laughs> <laughs> well, my mother is one of my patients. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, um, you mentioned a few of them yourself. Coconut oil has actually been around as from thousands of years ago. So, you know, sometimes you'll have your, your granny or, or someone will tell you something and you and you'll think it doesn't make any sense, but you'll be surprised how some of these old housewives' tales can actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, and coconut oil contains special chemicals within it which pull the bacteria. So the, the technique is called oil pulling. And the reason coconut oil is advised is because it has um, very potent chemicals in it which work very well against specific bacteria that grow inside the mouth. So um, this, is, this is something that I will routinely advise to patients who have got issues with their gums um, and don't respond well to normal, you know, medicated mouthwashes because sometimes things that are, you know, heavily medicated and come out of a bottle have all kinds of additional chemicals that mm-hmm. sometimes bodies who are very sensitive will, will react to. Right. So it is nice to be able to go the natural route. And uh, coconut oil is one of the ways that, you know, if, if, you, if you've got bleeding gums, if you've got bad breath, um, if you've got um, issues where you know you're, you're prone to getting a lot of decay, then oil pulling is definitely something that I would would recommend. Hmm. 
Yes. And what are some of the ways that you get these messages out to people to take care of their teeth? I'm sure social media is heavily involved with this, but what are some of the other methods that you use? It is. Um, as you said, social media. We do have a blog on our website. So um, I, I, I constantly, you know, whenever I'm not doing anything, my wife is always complaining because <laughs> she's like, are you are you on that blog again? What are you <laughs> blogging about today? And, you know, and I just think it's, it's, a, it's a marvelous way of, of getting the message across because today with, you know, the way the search engines go that, you know, you'll type it in and, and these things can Pop come up. up very easily. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, coming and meeting you find people and telling you and, and, and your viewers um, is, is another way, obviously, of, of getting messages like this across. So please tell us, what is the number one secret to getting that perfect red carpet smile? Oh, it's coming to see me, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) Um, You know, it's 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 really um it all boils down to looking after your teeth well so you know you've got to have a foundation so you've got to start somewhere um i always say that you know your teeth and 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 if you're if you're planning on working on your teeth then looking look at it like a project look at it like a a remodel of a house for example you're not going to build your house on quicksand so you want to have a good foundation and the only way you can do that is start with the basics so at the very least you know floss your teeth once a day brush twice a day, you know, and try and cut your sweeties to a minimum because Mm. that's another problem. Mm. Um, And then after that, there's all kinds of enhancements that you can do. I think one of the things to tell people as well is, you know, don't get overwhelmed. You know, you you don't think that if you want to have an advancement, you know, you're going to have to go to the dentist and you're going to have to sell your right arm to be able to (laughs) afford it and things like that because you'll be very surprised. You know, I've, I've had patients where we've just put a single veneer in their mouth and that's really changed the entire look of their smile Mm. because that was really the only offending tooth that was the only tooth that didn't really have harmony with the rest of their teeth right so um you know brush your teeth come and see me and we'll take care of it (laughs) (laughs) and what do you find the biggest challenges of being a dentist challenges of being dentist um I mean, personally, I I have OCD, you know, to to the max, you know, whether it's in my home life or my business life. Um, I like things done a certain way. Um, and I think when you're when you're such a perfectionist, you end up being really, really tough on yourself. So I would say that I'm my own hardest critique. Uh, and that's probably what I find, you know, the most difficult is keeping up to my own high expectations. Yeah. I think that's a lot of us, too. <laughs> yeah. How important is it to have a mentor or someone to guide you through this industry? Oh, it's hugely important. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here, you know, being a dentist if I hadn't met Norman Mills in London. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, there's there's a lot of negative connotations when you say dentist. It's not really a typical job that, you know, you'll have children going around saying, oh, I've always wanted to be a dentist because, you know, patients can sometimes be afraid of going to the dentist. It's not really generally seen as something that's terribly glamorous, you know, and it's it's all kinds of things that I didn't think my personality were. Uh, And then like I said, I met Norman Mills and he mm. was like, you know, this James Bond dentist and he had this really cool office and his patients were amazing and, you know, and everyone loved him and everyone was so appreciative of what he did. And I thought to myself, gosh, this is a perfect job. You know, you really right. have, it's, you know, and so by seeing him and seeing the way he did it, that was a real huge inspiration to me. So um, I would say, you know, and, and I hope to be a mentor, you know, for, for people out there, you know, to come as well, because that would be my way of giving back 
um, the way Norman Mills was able to offer a glimpse into his life to me. So before you met him, dentistry wasn't even on the table for you? It really wasn't. Oh. I actually wanted to go into law. Hmm. Oh, wow. Mm. And then you obviously have a thriving dentist career going on right now. What would you like to conquer maybe next in your career? Um, well, the way that I think, um, you know, the type of work I do is going is 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 going on more of an international level. Um, in the past, I've I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of people, you know, travel from all around the world to come and see me. Um, but I think the next step in my career is to join uh, a more concierge service um, in which I would like to basically set up satellites around the world that I would actually travel to and see patients on more of an international basis. So that's something that, you know, cool. I'm, I'm in the midst of talks about and that's something that I like to, to do more of. Wow, wow, that's pretty amazing. exciting. I, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I want to, I want to travel <laughs> with you and go there. <laughs> we have a couple. We're, we're going to wrap up, but we have a couple fun questions for you. Just uh, some facts about you that we like to learn. Mm. Uh, starting off, uh, who has been? You kind of mentioned this before, but who has been your favorite celebrity to work with? I really have to say Tyra Banks, and I'll Still, t- and I'll yeah. give you an example of you know how how much I I you know I admire this woman. Um, we you know she'd come in and you know. She, you know, she'd always be so humble and sweet. You know, we've got people who are really not as successful as her and they'll have, you know, 15 assistants just to schedule a cleaning appointment and they'll come (laughs) in with a whole entourage and all the rest of it. And she'll normally just, you know, come in all by herself, you know, not really wearing any makeup and just being a a, a marvelous person. And then, you know, one day we were on set and we were doing photos together and, you know, and she was in her whole regalia and she's a very tall woman, you know, and she's wearing the high heels and all the rest of it. And I said, Tyra, you know, you're really making me look like a dwarf today because <laughs> I was like looking up at her. And, you know, right away she kicked off her heels and then she, you know, she stood lower below me and, you know, and took the photo like that. And I thought, how lovely, you know, yeah. to, for her to, you know, to, to do that, you know, to, you know, as, as, as you know, kind of a gesture like, yeah. you yeah. know, that's all right. So, no ego. Yeah, no yeah. ego whatsoever. And very humble. and, She's and real. Yeah, she is. She really is very beautiful inside and out. What is your favorite TV show to watch? I have to say that I'm an addict of all the shows on Bravo. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I really do like them all. Um, and I have to say Million Dollar Listing is a big favorite of mine. And, and you were on that show as well. I was, actually, yes. <laughs> I was actually just watching it before I, when I was getting ready today. I was catching up on my Million Dollar Listing. Do you find yourself looking at people's teeth when you watch TV? <laughs> Are you constantly like, oh, man, if he would just come to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unfortunately, it does, it does go with the job. Yes. <laughs> and with that, who do you think has the best smile in the industry? Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of great smiles out there right now. Um, or someone who stands out among the rest. Like when you see them, even if you haven't done their work, mm. you see them, you're like, wow, that's a powerful smile. Right. I mean, I've, you know, I, I saw a big transformation when I did Nini Leaks Teeth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I have to say, you know, she she's, you know, she's a different woman from the woman that I met when she was, you know, kind of, the Real Housewives was beginning to become important, but it wasn't really so important. So, um, you know, she, she's she's really got a very, very big personality, this woman. Yeah, yeah she does. And um, <laughs> she's, you know, she's, she's a lot of fun and, and, and very, 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 very truly entertaining person. You know, she'd come to the office and I would literally, I couldn't work. I mean, I'd be crying <laughs> of laughter because she would just come out with this, you know, hysterical stuff that you would think is scripted, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I would say she's 
funnier off than she is on oh, camera. Yeah. So she's she's really yeah, and so I think she really does have a magnificent smile, and she comes across really really well on television. And I've yeah. I've really seen a huge transformation in this woman in 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 every way. Yeah. Mm. Well, here's a tough question: <laughs> What is going to be your Halloween costume this year? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the hardest question. <laughs> You, you kept the hardest one for last. Um, I have to say, this year is our real, our first real Halloween with our little girl, okay, yeah. um, because she was, um, she was, she's, she's a, a year and four months. So last year she was kind of too small to do anything with. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it, it'll, it'll just have to be something fun and quirky that involves her. I might have to wear a costume that you know just has a pouch that she can stick hold on. She can hold on to. <laughs> my mom said that I should be a kangaroo, so I could just carry my baby. That's around. smart. That That's is very a good smart. one. That's a really good one. <laughs> well, Dr. Sam, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Thank um, you. Where can fans find you on all the social media outlets that you were kind of mentioning earlier? If they want to, yes, I have. Um, there's the office Instagram, which is. Um, Aura Dentistry Spa, so O R A Dentistry Spa, and then there's my own one, which is Dr. Sam Saleh. Well, thank you again, and Jessica, where can we find you? Find me on Twitter at I am Jessica King, and on Instagram at Jess Clem K L E M. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Daryl Kristen. And thank you for tuning into Breaking Into. We will see you next time. Producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.